Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. My name is Adam, and today, as per usual, pretty much forever probably, I'm talking to myself. And uh, today I wanted to um, kind of keep the tone down a little bit and talk about something a little bit more serious, and that is uh, disease, um, particularly like the more very serious diseases, autoimmune diseases, cancers. Uh, and, and how they affect more than just those who are sick, and how it can make impacts on the emotions of people who are surrounding those who are sick. And uh, I want to just kind of uh, preface this by saying that um, in no way, shape, or form am I about to talk about how we should we should care less about those who are sick. Uh, you know, I know that seems like a dumb thing to say, but somebody out there could make that assumption, and I, I certainly don't, don't want to give that impression. Um, so to kind of give you an idea about um, where this came from, uh, there's a long history here. Um, starting with, uh, oh gosh, where do I start? There's so many things. So well, I should probably tell you where I came from in some of this. And so as I've mentioned on uh, other episodes, and if I haven't released those yet, I probably have at some point. Uh, you know, I lost my brother to suicide. I have two brothers. Well, I had two brothers. Um... And that was a very big impact on my life. And uh, but another big impact I had on that, that another big impact on my life was uh, when I lost my best friend. His name was Evan. Uh, and this was, oh, gosh, way too long ago now. Uh, so much so that I stopped keeping track of how much time. Um, I was in my earlier twenties, and uh, my buddy Evan had been diagnosed um, with uh, he had a cancerous brain tumor, and. Uh, he, uh, I'm kind of summarizing, but he went through many years and multiple surgeries on his head before um, they finally tried chemo, and the chemo weakened him, plus the cancer itself weakened him, and ultimately one day he ended up having a seizure and, um, you know, didn't, didn't make it, and um, it was a very big impact on my life, and the only time I ever truly cried um, at all. I've cried over things, and like, you know, your eyes water, you weep a little bit. You know, like, there's a point in our lives where most people don't cry the way they used to when they were kids, where you let out all those large tears, and you wail, and you, um, you just lose control of your, of yourself for a while, and just, emotion just sweeps over you in a way that hasn't happened since you were a kid, when you didn't know what to do with your emotions. Um, you know, a thing that kind of never left you as a baby, you just cry because you're sad, you just let it out. I took a sip of my water bottle. Anybody else hear it whistle? And that's not going to do it. Um, <laughs> anyway. Um, so, um, uh, anyway, to kind of give you some story on this, uh, Evan was my best friend um, in high school uh, and uh, somebody who I saw regularly even as our paths diverged and left each other. We found our way back to one another. Um, it's a very long story, but ultimately, like, I left the state. I came back. He was the first one there. Um, to greet me and even gave me a place to live when I didn't have one and uh, we roomed together for a while me him and his girlfriend and um, you know he had already been diagnosed then but he was doing really well and uh, I tell you one thing that was very admirable about Evan was um, you know when he when he would get these brain surgeries um, he would uh, they'd have to shave his head first of all um, and then he uh, right after he when he was recovering, but able to still walk around and move, um, he uh, he would grow like this bulbous um, sack 
on his head where like his brain I think it was brain fluid that was like needed to I don't know drain or something and so there'd be like this little kind of skin bag that would pretty much hang off his head it's a little graphic but you know most people I know and I don't even know if I would most people I know wouldn't have gone outside or they would have worn like a big hat or a bandana but Evan always went out you know he was never afraid to to do that to just go out I remember one time I went to, I think it was a Chick-fil-A. Is it Chick-fil-A or a Taco Bell? I can't remember. And he saw a lot of people staring at him. And Evan had found a way that if he chewed on something in the very back of his throat, he could make this little pustule on his head move. And <laughs> he freaked out so many people. And I just remember thinking, man, I loved Evan very much. Um, but anyway, so I spent a lot of time with him the past year and a half before he died. And uh, I remember, uh, you know, thinking a lot of, he was always so positive and, and, and uh, after multiple surgeries and treatments and things, he was always very upbeat and positive and he didn't, he was always so sure that he was going to pull through. And um, I remember the day, I'll never forget when that changed. He was on a new medication, uh, he was post-surgery again, and uh, he was throwing up a lot, he had to spit stuff out a lot, he had a bucket with him, I always slept nearby him when his girlfriend was at work just because, you know, I, if needed him, somebody, I was there. And uh, I remember one day he was saying, he just looks at me and he says, I hate this. And that was the first time, ugh, that was the first time that I ever saw a look of defeat or um, just worry in his eyes. And he was barely there as it were, but um, I, remember, I remember feeling my heart break when he said that because I'd never... And I knew I had to be positive for him because he wasn't for the first time. He never needed anybody to be. He was the one for everybody else. Uh, at least that were close to him, his family, his girlfriend. And I stayed relatively positive overall, but, you know, I didn't need to turn on my charm because Evan already already had it. And um, I'll, I'll never forget when he looked at me and he just says, I hate this. Like, it just, that phrase just burned into my soul forever. And, um... I knew that he was letting it win, and he knew that, I think he knew that this was a harder battle than he had thought, and um, I look back on that, and I realize that not only was this taking, taking a big toll on Evan, but his girlfriend worked a lot more hours, and I think it's because it was hard for her to be around him sometimes, because it was taking a toll on her, and was taking a toll on me to see my best friend slowly wither away into nothing, especially when uh, when they started him on chemo. He gained a lot of weight, lose a lot of weight. Uh, he um, he. I, I remember um, realizing that something was very wrong, and that he was not. He was slowly disappearing. Um, he was becoming a shell of himself, and um, he was a big gamer. He liked to play a lot of video games, and he, he was the kind of guy that would play a game, and um, he would just play it so many times, he'd know it in and out, and just, he was just so good at it, and he could just, you know, he, he was just so, always so excited and appreciative of these titles that he would just play them to the most extent they could. Instead of just beat it once, he would beat it a thousand times in a hundred different ways and try different things, and always found joy in something so he didn't have to go spend a lot of money on other games and I always admired that about him and um sorry I got a little a little emotional there I guess I guess I still miss my buddy but um 
anyway, um, he, uh, I remember one day he was playing this game called Dead Space, and it's, it's kind of a space zombie survival game, it's kind of, it's crazy, you know, and I was never good at it, but he loved it, it was one of his favorite games, and, uh, one day he had, um, uh, he said, hey, hey, why don't you play some Dead Space, you know, see if you like it, so I, I picked it back up and gave it a play, and I got a little lost, and I, I went to give him, give him the controller, and he tried playing, and he says, Adam, I can't, you know, and, and I was, I remember being so confused, like, he didn't know what he was doing, he didn't know how to, he couldn't control the character, like, it, it was really weird, and he kept saying, Adam, I can't, just take the controller, Adam, I can't, and it's like, he knew, but I, and I always wonder why he asked me if I wanted to play, because Evan was always the first one to play, to show off his skills, and I remember, I was so confused, and I don't know if I knew what was going on at the time, but what was strange was, when I took the controller back, he could tell me, he could point to the screen and tell me where to go, what to do, what to open, what buttons to push. But when I handed him the controller, he couldn't, he couldn't do that. And I related to something else that happened before, uh, and I don't know if I realized it then, was we went to a bachelor party, which was not much of a party at all, for a friend of mine that was getting married, um, and I got lost on the way home driving. And I was like, Evan, Evan was like, our he and his brother were like ultimate, they were so well-traveled and they were so smart. They knew all the back roads to get everywhere. They were just, we always called them our human GPSs. And uh, I was like, all right, well, I, got, I have Evan with me. He'll get me home. And we, I didn't really, I didn't have a smartphone then. Um, so I didn't have a GPS. And I remember him being like, all right, where do we go next? And he, he couldn't tell me the roads, he, but he had, to, he had to point. And he would keep pointing farther, like through this, he'd keep pointing towards the glass if he wanted me to keep going. Um, and I was like, what, what the hell is this? Um, and he'd be like, I'd be like, can you tell me where to go? And he says, no, I can't just keep going this way. So he couldn't, he couldn't tell me where to make a right or left. He would point. And it's like his brain and his physical functions couldn't match up with the things he wanted to say. And I thought about that when he gave me the controller and says, Adam, I can't. And again, like, the reason I'm making this episode is because, like, you don't, I think it's really easy, which I guess it should be, this is going to sound bad, but like, it's so easy to focus on the person that's sick, and on the person who is dying, or, or, or suffering through all this disease, and trauma, and, and, and medication, and treatment, and, um, sometimes you don't realize the effects it has on the people around them and sometimes you don't see it or sometimes you don't know why that person seems like they're cold or distant um and uh, you know i just remember even that day thinking like man what's happening to my friend like what what's going on like this isn't evan like i'm surprised he could even do that much i remember the last day i saw him i almost knew it would be the last day i saw him because i cried when i went home i almost was i felt guilty that i left because he was pretty much a shell of himself at that point, and he and his girlfriend were watching Law and Order. That was one of his favorite shows, and um, he was just kind of zombified. He just kind of stared at the screen. He didn't talk much, and his girlfriend was massaging his hands and arms, trying to keep him loose because he was stiffening up a lot from all the treatments and everything. And uh, he didn't talk. He didn't really say a whole lot. Um, he shushed us once because we were talking too much. <laughs> And the episode was very sad, and I was getting emotional because I felt like my friend was turning into a zombie before my eyes, and um, there's so part of me that wishes that I hadn't left, but what would I have done? Um, but like, a, 
part of me knew that that might be the last time I'd see him. I didn't know for sure. But I remember before I left, I crouched down and I gave him a really big hug. And I said, hey man, I love you. And he had said it back to me, which was, um, which was pretty nice. And that was the last things that we said to each other. And I remember calling his girlfriend the next day, being like, hey, how's Evan doing? You know, and she says, oh, well, this is awkward. You know, I was going to, I was trying to figure out how to tell you, you know, and she had said that earlier in the morning he had had a pretty bad seizure and he didn't make it when it got him to the hospital. And, uh, you know, his brother tried to come and revive him before the ambulance got there. And you you just don't realize that, like, this is stuff that people live with. This is, usually you don't feel that kind of sympathy for the, for those people and that person has died and then you give all your love to those who lost but you know I, I think it's important to realize that you have to give love to those that are currently losing or at least those who are battling with their significant other or their best friend or their brother or sister or whatever because I guess you don't realize like how much how much pain is being divided there hell I wouldn't even say divided I'd say being shared um shared as one big lump as opposed to cutting the pie in a bunch of pieces and uh, that was a really that was the first time I ever thought of life that way where I thought I remember his girlfriend and thinking she was so strong to be with him every single day and to hold his hand and to take him to these appointments and see him go through all these surgeries and get all these procedures done and, and see somebody she fell in love with slowly turn into a zombie and I mean, that's how I felt, and that's how his family felt, and his brother was just already going through his own thing, and just seeing his older brother turn into, you know, he was deployed in Iraq for a while, in Afghanistan, and when he'd come home and see his brother not the way that he remembered him, it was, you know, he had to watch his brother, you know, shrivel and realize that he'd spent so much time away from him that there were many years that he didn't get a chance to stay with him and, and, and be a family. And, you know, I realize that there are a lot of people out there that are sick. And that's not to say they're all dying. Because, I mean, a lot of people live with autoimmune diseases, uh, you know, Crohn's, MS, things like that. And um, you, there's so many treatments that, but that still takes a toll. Like, some people who have severe MS have to go get, sit in a seat for, like, how many hours and just get chemicals pumped into them for hours and hours at a time and their significant others in the family have to watch them do it and they have to go through it um you know or or people with with Crohn's are on so many different steroids pregnizones they gain a lot of weight lose a lot of weight they just look like absolute zombies and you know and it sucks for them and your heart bleeds for them but you don't I think it's important to realize that while you check on them you have to check on those around them as well and um uh, one recent example of that that also struck my mind that made me think I should share was, um, as I've mentioned in previous episodes, I teach dance. I teach people how to dance uh, at a studio, and um, you know, I teach partners, partner dancing. And I have a young couple that are right around my age, maybe a couple years younger, who are getting married um, in March, um, and which is super exciting. The guy is. He's amazing. He's so upbeat and so lively. He's a bigger dude. He used to be smaller, but, you know, he has Crohn's and different steroids and stuff made him gain a lot of weight. Um, but he's the life of the party. He's so energetic and so charismatic and so funny. And his girl is very... She's quiet and a little mousy, but 
you could tell she loves this guy and, and she's very smart. She's a dietitian. Um, and uh, she works with a lot of sick people at work. You know, she, she's a dietitian at a hospital where, like, for cancer patients and, and sick people. Um, and sees a lot of people and she gets to know them and also sees a lot of people who don't come back uh, for the wrong reasons. And, um, and I've just both, they're just like, they're so opposites, but he's the talker and she's the smart one is what he likes to say, but he's also very smart himself. And, um, you know, the past couple of months, he's been a very different person because he's been going through so many diseases and he, or not diseases, but treatments. And he had a pretty bad flare up recently. That's pretty much been sucking his energy out. And sometimes he'll lug himself to the studio just because he misses everybody and everybody's asking about him. And, uh, you know, you can tell he doesn't sleep much. He looks very, he reminds me so much of what happened to Evan that it scares me to think that this, something bad could happen to this man. And so I called them. I, I called uh, his girl, uh, who uh, has a little bit more of a flexible schedule, and I said, hey, you know, how's he doing? And um, she she told me, you know, he's had his bad days, but things are getting better, but he still has a little bit of a road ahead of him before he, um, before he improves. And, um, you know, just out of, out of instinct, I said, well, how are you doing? You know, how, how's, how are you handling all this? It must be tough to see him go through this like this and to feel helpless. Are you doing okay? And, you know, we talked a little bit and she kind of shared that it's been tough and, you know, she's been having some trouble with people at work who are also been very severely sick. And then she comes home and sees her future husband also very sick. And she said sometimes she just doesn't know what to do and she's not used to being the upbeat one and it's hard for her it's hard for her to um to maintain a positive energy for him when she's used to him doing that for her um and uh so about a week later she had called me back it wasn't i'd say it was a little bit less than a week but it was a few days later um she had called me back and she said hey you know and i thought maybe she was calling because she had to reschedule her lesson or something and she had called me and she said, hey, I wanted to call and say thank you uh, for calling me the other day. Well, I just got really emotional saying that right there. Um, she says, I just want to thank you for calling me. Uh, and I said, oh, you know, sure. You know, you know, I love you guys. And, you know, hoping that you're doing okay. And she said, well, what was really nice, and I'm not telling you guys this story to make myself sound like this really great person but it was something that impacted me in a way that you know I, I didn't know she was going to do this and she had called me and she said like a lot of people only ever ask about him and I appreciate that about them and I always tell everybody at the studio that people ask about him and that they miss him and when he's feeling better they need to come back and dance with them and she said but nobody ever really asked me how I'm doing and she said like it's Sometimes I want to talk about it, but I don't want to sound greedy. Sometimes I want to talk about it, and I don't want to sound like I'm self-involved or that I don't care about him, because she's like, I do. I absolutely love him, and I can't wait to get married to him. Um, you know, we did all this wedding preparation. I just want, I want him to feel good for the wedding. I'm worried that he won't be healthy for the wedding and that he's going to feel bad for because he's going to think he's ruining my big day. And, you know, it's our big day, and I want him to feel good, and I want him to be there for me and I want to be there for him and you know she got a little emotional on the phone and I thought you know and so did I and uh you know it just kind of struck me by surprise because I, I didn't I didn't expect that and uh you know this was the most recent 
happening and I remember being overcome with emotion because not only was this a, 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 quite a surprise but again I, I went back and everything happened with Evan and how I felt and how his girlfriend must have felt and how his family must have felt and um, you know I realized that not a lot of people probably ask how the other people are doing and um, which is normal to be like hey how's the sick person doing I mean that's that's nice that's good I'm glad people do that so don't stop doing that but um I think it's important that we keep in mind that disease, cancer, sickness, whatever you want to look at it as, affects everyone. And it's not just because they're capable of being sick. It affects everybody who's surrounded by somebody who is, who is ill, who is debilitated, who is out of commission. And um, I don't think... I don't think um, people realize that uh, until they've been a part of it, and then they they realize like, man, I wish I wish I could talk about me <laughs> for a minute. I wish I could just. And what do you do? Tell the person that's sick that's affecting you. I mean, they can't change being sick, you know. So you feel trapped. You feel like you can't talk about it, and you feel like you're you're stuck. And uh, you know, I think something else that often can be uh, a similar idea to this is people who suffer severe depression because some people may think like oh my gosh get over it or they may think well I've already told the person not the same thing a hundred times that this is how I'm feeling and sometimes you feel like you can't share that burden and you know there are people around them who also feel like man like I'm watching somebody I love go through this depression and they worry about them that they can't pull them out of it that they can't um they don't know how to talk to them about it without making, bringing it up or making them feel bad that, <laughs> that in, a, in essence their depression is also depressing them like you don't want to depress somebody for being depressed I mean what do you do who do you talk to about that you know how do you how do you approach that subject without sounding cruel um, you know it, these things emotional and physical diseases these sicknesses affect more than just a person afflicted um, and I think it's it's important that we try to find ways to talk about that kind of thing. Or that if you don't think you can talk to that person who happens to be sick, even though I think it should be okay to be like, hey, you know what? I'm in this too. We need to figure this out together. Um, I think it is nice to have someone who asks. And um, you know, again, I, I like I said earlier, I don't want this to seem like you should uh, <laughs> you should be. <laughs> a little little less caring about those who are sick. Uh, on the contrary, I just think that we should also include those that are surrounding them and hopefully maybe brighten somebody's day. Because I remember when that student called me, not only did that brighten my day because they said thank you, but you know she told me that it made her feel better that somebody asked. And I guess you don't, we always say that you might not realize the power of words or the power of something thoughtful or a kind gesture, but something so simple as just listening for a minute. You don't have to have solutions. You don't have to say, how you doing? You have to say, I'm miserable. You don't have to say, oh, well, let's try this. You can just, just say, hey, I hear you, and I'm here for you, and I'll be happy to listen to you if you ever need someone to um, to bounce things off of or to just vent to, because sometimes that's all you need. Sometimes it's all they need is just to scream at something or to let it out or maybe just take them for a walk or 
or go to the gym or go to a movie just to distract them and get them away from it all. Just a couple hours sometimes is all you need. And, um, you know, this girl in particular said that she liked coming to dance. And her husband, or her future husband said, you know, go dance without me. I want you to have fun. Get out of here for a while. I'll be fine. And uh, she does sometimes. And she used to feel guilty, but she said that he encourages her when he's not feeling well to go because he wants her to feel strong. And, man, what a guy. What a freaking guy. Um, but anyway, that's pretty much it, what I want to talk about with that. Um, kind of a tough subject to talk about, and I didn't realize as I went further into uh, this discussion that um, that some of these things were going to creep up and hit me the way that they did. But, um, but you know what, that's okay. It's scary to put yourself out there, especially to put yourself out there on the internet with such serious subjects. And I uh, wanted to give you a little insight about me and also just kind of others that maybe you might not consider could be suffering. So, whatever it may be, whether somebody's affected by a physical disease, by a mental disease, emotional, could be something caused by debt, anything that could co- could throw you in out of this a wheel of happiness into a wheel of disdain and regret and uncertainty and depression, um, you never know. You just never know what could, what could be happening to somebody or why they'd be acting the way they are if they do seem cold. So it's always good to ask. So there we go. Hopefully that was insightful for you, and I hope hope that uh, <laughs> I hope that you're currently not sick or dealing with anything like that. So um, I'd be curious to know if anybody else has ever gone through anything like that. Um, maybe share it uh, sometime. Um, but anyway, I'm gonna wrap this thing up here. So uh, sincerely uh, to everybody who made it this far, as always, thank you so much for uh, listening and. Uh, giving me the support that you have this is very scary for me but also very fun uh to try something new like this uh and i'm hoping to get a lot more done over the next few months so hopefully more fun to come and i'm also taking requests if there's anything that you'd like for me to talk about or share because this is the shares a lot podcast after all um so on that note uh once again thank you sincerely from the bottom of my heart and as always i hope that you are taking care of your mind and your heart and most importantly taking care of each other I'll talk to you guys later.